Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful <laughs> beachcombing wife, Michelle. Hi, sweetie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have a, you all with us here. We are recording this episode again on a Saturday. It is June 15th, 2019, and we are still in Florida. We're just not at the Walt Disney World Resort anymore. We are out in kind of the Cocoa Beach, Melbourne area, out kind of just next to the ocean. Exactly next to the ocean. Uh, we're at a, a condo that my sister and brother-in-law own and loaning it to us. So it's a really fine kind of wrapping up of our vacation. Right. I'm taking a vacation after our vacation <laughs> yes. at Walt Disney World Resort. So uh, we're kind of relaxing, having a good time out here and just kind of looking back at our, our last little week plus where we at the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. We've had a a blend of mixture that doesn't even make sense. A blend and a mixture. <laughs> a blend and a mixture of vacation types, you know, where we're showing some newbies. And then we had some other time after that where we were, you know, there for a little longer afterwards. And so now we're here decompressing. Decompressing. And it's kind of nice. So yeah. uh, we'll get to more of that in just a little bit. But first, I want to thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most anywhere we get uh, podcasts. Uh, best place to find us, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Please hit our website. Uh, we really love it. We've been working on it hard. We're going to be adding some more things in the coming weeks to it, especially once I get done with this vacation. I'm planning, I've already spruced it up a little bit. I'm planning yeah. on doing a little bit more as well. Yeah. So uh, you have, as we mentioned last time, you have done a lot to really spruce it up and we are going to be adding some things. We're going to be including some of our tips mm-hmm. as well there so people can access that. And, and of course, uh, you'll want to see Michelle's tips because they are always <laughs> the best tips. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a much more interactive type and useful web page for people to visit. Right. Perfect. Uh, you can also find us, of course, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we're also found on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, a bunch of other places. If there's some place out there that you can't find us, let us know where you're going to try and get on there. Right. And we really appreciate it if you could tell a friend uh, or even better yet, subscribe to us, give a rating. Those are all wonderful things that we appreciate immensely. Right. Speaking of that, we received the nicest review and an email from one of our new Hyperion adventurers this week. Uh, Jim Meeker contacted us, uh, sent us an email, said some really nice things about the last episode, the very special Hyperion (laughs) Adventures podcast, and also gave us a five-star review. So thank you, Jim. Really, really appreciate you doing that for us. Yeah, that was awesome. And we are glad that you liked that episode and we appreciate your feedback for sure. Right. And that moves us on to the next part. We are an interactive show. All our Hyperion adventurers out there, we love you all. Please contact us and get us through the email like Jim did, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are very active on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Right. And so uh, we do like to get feedback. Sometimes we're putting out information there, uh, especially on Twitter for topics that we're talking about to get your input. So please do follow us there and reach out to us if there if you have some ideas, suggestions, recommendations, mm-hmm. whatever. 
Yes, absolutely. We love hearing from you all. And we have a lot of fun out on social media. And we want you to be involved in all of that fun. Speaking of being involved, uh, we have something coming up with a few other Disney podcasters and bloggers that's coming up this coming weekend. And we talked about this a few times. Unfortunately, I've been so wrapped up in this vacation. I haven't mentioned it nearly as much as I should have. But we are kind of doing a virtual, virtual 5K. <laughs> so if you know, you know the summer's coming up and the Run Disney virtual 5K, K-Series begins in June. They have one leg in June, one leg in July, one leg in August. We're going to be running several of those sort of with some of these other Disney podcasters and uh, bloggers. Right. We're kind of doing it the same day and going to be able to post each other's pictures and talk about it. And it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. We have some really fun fun people who are joining mm-hmm. us in that. So we're looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, and we want you to join in with us as well if you're doing this or if you're just going out for a run yourself and just kind of want to join in the fun. We'd love to have you with us. So we are going to be running next Sunday. So this will be the 23rd of June. We're all going to be running at some point during that day and posting pictures and sharing it all over social media. People taking part in this along with us will be Jenny from the Disney DNA podcast. She'll be running. Tony, the Disney dad and his son, nice. Sparrow and Stitch from the Disney Discussions podcast, Nate and Serena, who are also known as the DVC duo, and Cassie from the Dizflix and Tidbits podcast. Right. So it's going to be fun. I mean, we are on the West Coast, or not right now, but we will be for the run. So we are a three-hour difference. So you'll probably see some of the other posts ahead of ours, Um, but we're going to catch up and, you know get on social media too. Right. So tag us if you go out and take part in this with it. If you want to join us, we're going to be out. If you're in San Diego, we're going to be at Miramar Lake around the 9 a.m. Let us know you're coming. Kind of email us, uh, hit us up on uh, social media, whatever. Uh, we're going to be running somewhere around the 9 a.m. area at Miramar Lake on the Sunday, the 23rd. Uh, so if you want to join us out there, please do. We'd love to have you. But even if not, if you can't join us or if you're, you know, I mean, obviously if you're somewhere completely across the U.S. or wherever you are, the U.K., Australia, right. we, we have listeners everywhere. Uh, just Yeah, Fr- France. <laughs> just in uh, France. Just send us some pictures. People might not understand yeah, that. I know, but it's fun for me. Hamilton. It's fun for me. <laughs> Sometimes I like my own little joke. Uh, join us. Um, send us your pictures. Hit us up on social media. Let us know you're doing it, and we will share those all over, and we'll have a lot of fun together. Right, right. And uh, then we'll be able to also... Look Look forward to our medals coming in the mail shortly after that, right? Exactly. We'll be looking excited for that. And we'll be doing another race in August, uh, another race in July, and another race in August. And we hope that you will take part in those as well. So that's for the future. Moving on to today's topic. We've got lots of stuff for you today, including the dates for both the convention and when badges go on sale for the Star Wars Celebration 2020 in Anaheim. That was released this week. Updates are coming to a Disney cruise ship, and we got a few more details about the Marvel Thief Land that is coming to the uh, Disney California Adventure Park. But let's get to our main topic. And yes, we are going to recap our Walt Disney World trip. We thought maybe you'd seen some of the fun what we had, and we thought maybe if we went through some of the stuff we did, it might help you as you get ready for your coming up trip. Right, and uh, it was... We, we did do some recap already with our family mm-hmm. for our last week's episode here, um, but 
more things have happened since then. Some really exciting things have happened. Right. Since we were then. just a couple days in when we yes. had that episode last week. And if you want to hear that, please go back and listen to it. We had some our family there with us. And it had been, for many of them, the first time they had traveled to the Walt Disney World Resort. And so they had some interesting input on that. And they got to see much more over the next couple of days that they were with us. Right. And so... We will try to uh, include some of their feedback, especially after that podcast in today's episode. Right, right. So uh, as we started, we're just kind of go over the trip day by day. We're not going to break it down like a slideshow Whoa. where we have to go every single picture and every single thing. <laughs> really? We no, we're just going to hit the highlights and just kind of tell you how our trip went. We started out with a five-night stay at the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds, one of our favorite spots, one of the few spots that we actually, we're DVC members, we use our DVC points a lot. That's one of the few places that we actually are reaching the wall and pay for because we love those spots so much. Right. And um, they are amazing. If you're traveling, especially if you have kids, it's a wonderful way to have a lot more space, um, you know, in terms of having the full kitchen, you know, you have a couch that also folds out into a bed, you easily can handle five people in there uh, comfortably. And you have also space between you and the next camper in in the cabin so you kind of have some seclusion as well you have all the benefits of being on property and it's just in a really beautiful serene kind of environment so you have the you know you have the blend of having all the excitement at the parks and water parks but you also have kind of the calmness of the cabins and the campground right plus you have like a it basically is about a one bedroom suite uh, for the price of maybe a high range moderate hotel, you right. know, yes. or you know maybe a, a regular hotel at some of the deluxe places, but it's a one bedroom suite. You get all sorts of space, and it really works out well. We love to go out there. We also spent three nights at Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas at the Kadani Village. We got a one bedroom suite there. We spent that with the two of you and my mother Patty, who you may have heard last week, came on the show. Uh, we had a lot of fun out there, so that was a good time as well. Yeah, and again, those you know because it's a one bedroom suite, you have. A space there. Um, we did get the savanna view, so we were able to see some animals. Uh, there was some construction going on, so I think we saw probably a little less than what people would normally experience when staying at that uh, resort, but it was still a lot of fun and <laughs> nice to sit out on the balcony and just overlook and see some kind of animal from time to time. Right. There. It was pretty funny when they, cause they, they really hit, they, they were, I looked like they were painting some of the balconies nearby our, uh, our suite. And uh, they would like scour these places. Like they would hit them hard for it. Cause they know they only had so many hours before the rain was going to come. So they would like f- go out there and there'd be these workers all over these balconies <laughs> everywhere and they're working hard and everything. And then the rain would come and they all scramble. Away. <laughs> uh, but you know, it didn't bother. I, I, it, it didn't affect our room other than it, it maybe have affected some animals coming nearby. Right. But I, I was wondering about some of the people that were in those rooms because there were people in those rooms that exactly. was maybe affecting their ability to uh, go out and see it. So hopefully uh, they got some sort of, uh, a reduction in their price right, or something. Or something the fact yeah. that they couldn't sit on their balconies at many times during the day, but I don't know what, what was the uh, result of that. Right. Just interesting. But it, it, it did turn out, I mean, we saw it mostly completed the painting and it mm-hmm. was, you know, for, for those of you who haven't been there, it, it does have an African theme to it. Um, and the balconies, they are very colorful now in terms of how they, the railing colors. And when you're looking out across at the other um you know, rooms and things. It, it is pretty 
really wonderful. Yeah. The color schemes and the tones and everything like that. It's such a wonderful experience. Yeah. And you can see where they were painting it. They really are brightening up and refreshing it. And it's looking uh, really new again. I think there's some other touches they need to do around the resort. But all in all, uh, we were very happy with our stay at the uh, Kidani Village for sure. Yeah. They were changing out the bed, the, mm-hmm. um, the, the uh, sofa beds. Right. You know, so they are doing a lot of renovations as well. So yeah. nice. So uh, we'll start with when we were with my family uh, when we were there and uh, we hit, they were only here for four days. So we were park heavy during those four days. We hit the Hollywood studio, Disney's Hollywood studios, day one, Magic Kingdom, day two, Epcot, day three, and Disney's Animal Kingdom on day four. So we really, and you know, they were go, go, go. We were go, go, go until the evening. And then we hit the brakes and just kind of (laughs) relaxed a lot of times in the cabins mostly. But family really loved most of the places we had lunch we had the we had sci-fi dine-in we talked a little bit about that last week's episode uh i actually i have to apologize because i made a mistake as much as we were talking about the skipper canteen and i was saying how long the name is well i'm embarrassed to say that i left out a word in that it was even longer <laughs> than when it's the i was saying it was a navigation company limited skipper company it's actually the jungle navigation company limited skipper canteen oh my nice. apologies no to everybody out there for yes. messing that up <laughs> uh, we, we always love that as one of our favorite restaurants our family loves that too we hit tiffins up when we hit the disney's animal kingdom um we love tiffins as well a little pricey but the food there is always excellent if you want to kind of experience a little bit of tiffins but go for more of small plates and some really really good cocktails the nomad lounge there is really wonderful place as well and we also hit uh at epcot for the first time we wanted to eat in morocco so we tried out restaurant marrakesh Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I lucked out there. You got the good dish. I did get a great dish. Which we uh, actually got the recipe for. And it's one of the dishes we're going to be recreating uh, sometime on the Disney Dishes blog, which is our new uh, Hyperion Adventure website that's tied in with us. Right. Uh, restaurant Marrakesh. Uh, the food was hit and miss. I had the lamb shank. It was really tender. It just was kind of missing some of the flavor there. You had this uh, shrimp tagine dish. Yes, was, that was excellent. It was excellent. Really garlic and, and all sorts of flavors mixed in with it and I, a couple of us at the table i think josh had it as well and you guys that was the hit of the table for sure right and you know so they do have you know their theme there as well and they did have some entertainment they had uh, a musician there and then eventually they had the belly dare uh the service we had saeed he was he was really amazing yeah. you know and and he was great because i think i was not intentionally trying to be difficult but i was trying to ask different questions of doing different blends of some things and he really guided me well and obviously because I had the greatest right. dish at the table. And yeah, you had a little fun with you at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, one thing, one point you thought you were getting three dishes exactly. served you because you were alternating between the two. But, right, I was uh, trying to mix an appetizer with a main course and seeing how that would work but he guided me to just do the shrimp right. dish. It was fun. So yeah, uh, that was good. The food was just kind of eh. Um, but your dish was really good. Right. My dish, I, I guess it just depends on what you get on the restaurant at the menu there. Or sometimes in, in Disney, it could be depending on the day and who's the chef that sure, day. But, sure, sure. Um, Go still, by what your server recommends. Right. That's the, that's the we, tip. <laughs> we did still enjoy it. So I, we, we'll say that. Other highlights for the family. Um, um, my family, our family really loved the rock and roller coaster featuring Aerosmith. That was definitely a highlight from them. They mentioned that last week. Uh, <laughs> you should have seen 
Uh, this is funny. I think my family got the biggest kick out of this. It's my cousin and myself. We skipped up to Frozen Ever After at Epcot because we are both big Frozen fans and we like, and our family likes to kid us about it. So we just went ahead and soaked it all up and just hand in hand, skipped to the entrance, to the Fast Pass entrance yes. of Frozen Ever After. Great pictures. <laughs> a lot of fun. We'll see if we can find some of those posted on the website when we get all our pictures together here. Also, family loved, and I knew they would. They're big into animals. They're big into going to zoos and uh, some of the safari parks and stuff like that. They loved Animal Kingdom. They loved Expedition Everest so much. They went on it, what, four times? Four times, yeah. They lucked out with the issue of the rain. Right. You know, and so... If it rains in Florida, which it will a lot of times, especially in the summer, um, try not to let that deter you because that can be your golden ticket. Like we said, they did have fast pass for that. And then they were able to get another fast pass. And then they went two times in a row where there was only a five minute wait. Yeah, they shut. There was a lightning storm that came through. So they shut the attraction down for a short time. I think that cleared out the queue and the rain, of course, also cleared out the queue. So uh, they only had like a five minute wait. So they were bang, bang, bang. You know, it was uh, yeah, lucky for them. Uh, That was actually the first time I went on Expedition Everest and I really enjoyed it, uh, and I will probably go on it again. But nice. I, I know it won't be with you because not I know you thing. will not go on it. <laughs> I know you won't go on it. Uh, you did get to go on Avatar: Flight of Passage, yes. though, for the second time uh, ever. And I know you enjoyed that, and so did yeah. uh, so did our family. They really enjoyed that right, one as well. Right. Yeah, I actually think I liked it better the second time. Yeah, that's what I you think said. I was a little bit more prepared for the experience and really were, was able to delve into it yeah. a lot more that way. Yeah. I have a, a motion sort of nausea thing going. on on with that I, I enjoyed it but there's some moments where I, I feel like I have to close my eyes because my the nausea will take over so but you said the second time it was better yeah so I'm gonna I, I'm more than willing to give it a shot again the next time uh, we, Ooh, nice. we get a chance to get fast passes for it and then of course we just had these great evenings in the cabins with the family it's really we, one of the things we love to do is get the family together we sat down I, I did a lot of cooking and we did some team cooking when we were there in the cabins and we just had some cocktail hours we had some as you cocktail as you heard in the podcast we were having a cocktail hour when we were doing the podcast last week and we just had some great meals it's one of the benefits of having the cabins or one of the one bedroom suites where you have a kitchen or whatever is that you can curb some of the cost yes you're spending more maybe for some of these rooms but you can curb some of the cost on the meals maybe for breakfast or for dinner by doing a couple of those in your in your room right exactly and um just to give you an idea that you can do like at the cabins so we had your family, mm-hmm. you know, which with your cousins, their two kids, um, your mom, Patty, us. And then I invited my niece and nephew and their three kids. So all in all, we had 13 people. We all pretty much sat at the picnic table outside. I mean, it was a little, it was a little tight, but we all fit. <laughs> <laughs> we were all able to eat and grill burgers and things on the, on the grill there on the patio and so, I mean, it was an amazing time to be able to do all that and everybody get together and we had a wonderful time and experience. And so I just want to let people know out there, if you're staying in the cabins, you know, you can do a lot there <laughs> with yeah. a lot of people. I mean, we all had three, ca- we had three cabins in total, but we eight at one cabin. Right. So we just, that was our cabin was kind of right. a meeting place where they would all come from different spots and we'd get together and have our meals, breakfast, right. dinners, and just and really enjoyed it. And then we, we had a great time out there. So. Yeah. Like you said, that's how we curbed some of the costs. We had our lunches while we were out in the parks, but our breakfast and our dinners, um, we had there in the cabins. Right. So, 
Good time, good time. Yeah. So that's when uh, most of my family decided it was time to move on and continue the rest of their vacation somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know what a... they were thinking, but <laughs> that's what they decided to do. So that's when we moved to Kadani Village, and that was on Tuesday. We started by having, actually, you brought your mom out, right. uh, who lives nearby in Kissimmee. Yeah. Uh, and we all got together with my mother, who's staying with us, and we went out to the afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian Garden View Tea Room, which was, oh, we love that place. Yes. And we all always enjoy it. I know your mom loves it. My mom loves it. We had a great time out there. Yeah. And it's really set up to, to meet anybody's needs. I mean, because yes, you know, you might think, oh my gosh, tea and formal and everything like that, but you're still at, at Walt Disney World Resort. They understand people are coming from the park. So they, uh, you know, they don't mm-hmm. have like a strict dress code. Um, they have separate things if there's kids. So they have like chocolate milk instead of tea and you know, cookies and things like that. And they also, you can up it if you want to have alcohol. It's just a really nice atmosphere, a way to to just kind of step apart, but still be in the midst, in the middle of Walt Disney World. Right. It was a nice way to slow it down. We've been going park, 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 park for four days straight. I mean, yes, we'd had some time in the evenings to kind of relax, but we had been pretty busy for the last four days. And this time we were transferring rooms uh, so we were waiting for our, our new uh, hotel room to be ready. And so this was just a nice way to slow it down and just take it easy for a little while. And then our room, by the time we were done with tea, the room was ready. We went over to Kidani yeah. Village and settled into our suite, which the suites there, are, the one-bedroom suites, we, this is our first-time experience. We've we've done the deluxe studios there with mm-hmm. DVC. Uh, this is the first time doing the one-bedroom suite. Really nice, uh, good living area that bathroom for the master bathroom is insane it's (laughs) one of the biggest bathrooms i've ever seen right right it's got some really cool graphics like lion king on the wall and even like if you turn on one light there it kind of shines on the little lion king uh silhouette Silhouette, thing there and it really looks cool uh with these oranges and reds it makes it look like sunset it's really kind of neat yeah and the bedposts are carving Mm -hmm. designed with lion king themes and so it's, it's really pretty there. Yeah, really enjoyed our time there. Uh, for dinner that night, uh, everybody's told us about it. We had never had the chance to do it, so we had to take advantage of it. We finally visited Sanaa, and boy, did that live up. We were wondering going in, because everyone right. raves about Sanaa. Yes. Uh, it lived up to the hype completely, I think you'd agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, it had some really interesting dishes there, um, you know, and... Like you said, we did, it did live up to the hype of what people were saying. And one of the recommendations everywhere we went, no matter which cast member or some other people who have been there said is do the bread service. And that was so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's funny because we did a bread service at Tiffin's and eh, okay. It was nice. It was nice. It was the bread service at Sanaa is insane. Yes. Like I could just go in there with a glass of wine and the bread service. And <laughs> right? I'd be pretty darn happy exactly. because that is really, really good. And I love the mixing and matching of the different flavors. You get spicy, you get sweet. It's just all over the map and it's so good and yeah. so much fun to right. as a table to do. You know? It's like so, what, 14 different or something like uh, that? I think there were 10 or 12. I'm trying to remember all the different sauces on there, but it was like, I think it was like 10 different sauces. Oh, okay. Seemed like a lot. Yeah, maybe <laughs> It might have been 12. I don't know if it was 14, okay. but it was, it might, I think it was 10. But uh, so good. And also different types of naan, uh, which is the, of course, the kind of a flatbread type. Uh, and it's just, it was really, again, I, I kept hearing everybody telling you, do the bread service, do the bread service. I'm like, it's bread service. I know you, everybody says it's right. good. How good can it be? Trust me, if you've never been there, it totally lives up to the hype. You have to do the bread service at Tanah for sure. Exactly. So, uh, and then after we got done with that, our good friend, uh, Rob LaBerry, 
uh, from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast just happened to have come in with his wife and, and his son that day. And so it kind of worked out. We invited them over to our suite that night and we just kind of had a nice nightcap at our right. suite and just really was good to catch up with them because we hadn't seen them since, I mean, we talk with them all the time, but we right. hadn't seen them since January. So it was really good to catch up with uh, Rob and Kim. Right. Absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was so interesting that we had never planned our trips together the, mm-hmm. and we just had a simultaneous time frame that we were going to be there that our little overlap so that was really nice to have that that coincident happen yeah so I, we just kind of figured out we had this time and i'm like well if they're not if they don't mind being up a little late and they got the time i'm so i invited them over they came over gladly and we just we always have a great time with them there. Yeah. They are fantastic people, and you should be subscribing to the Jedi Temple Archives podcast if you're a Star Wars fan, even if you're just kind of a beginner Star Wars fan, because it's the Star Wars podcast <laughs> <Don't say it. laughs> that doesn't make you feel like a jerk. It really is set up to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to try to just swing past that comment. I misspoke a few weeks ago, and man, it's I actually living don't think with you me. misspoke at all, because no. that was the perfect way to call it. No. It was the perfect title for but, it. But, I mean, like you said even if you're a newbie to star wars or you know haven't had a lot of experience with it you can really get gain a lot from listening to that podcast it's it's really presented in a fashion that is you know very educational but super exciting right and fun it's one of those podcasts that doesn't talk down to you if you don't know every little bit of thing about star wars it tries to teach you things it tries to explain things right without making you feel like a jerk it's it's (laughs) it's really an accurate statement that's why i find it when it's funny but it's very accurate statement so uh, i really believe that so wednesday uh after that you know we went our separate ways wednesday we got up and we went to the studios and we finally got to ride slinky dog dash which was uh we had a blast on that i really love slinky dog dash uh, so much finally got a chance to do that and then we had what was one of the top things I think we did the whole trip which was we were lucky enough to book Michelle booked this well in advance which you have to do if you're going to do this uh, with lunch with an Imagineer at the Hollywood Brown Derby and boy was that a fantastic afternoon right I mean like you said, you, you do have to book it early. It's um, not cheap it's, either. Yeah, and, and it does, because it does fill pretty quickly, and it's a small group. Our table, we had 10. I don't know if they ever max out a little bit more or, or whatever, and they don't have it very frequently. So if you are traveling, you know, check it out and see if you can book that that experience. But yeah, we had an amazing uh, Imagineer, he he named himself Flounder, and he says, "I don't think he. I think it's his nickname. I don't know if well, he named himself that nickname." Well, I mean, I guess he presented himself as Flounder when yes. he introduced himself to us. In, his when, Disney name tag actually says Flounder, right? On and it. to every person individually he went up to, he he mentioned that was his name. Although he did end up telling us his real name. Yeah, which is, he is a show systems designer and his name is actually Marcus Hurst as he goes by Flounder. Uh, but he'd been in the system for a long time. Even he was back when he was he was a character for uh, many times and he right. worked his way through, uh, began working with the uh, the shows. And, as a matter of fact, uh, he started uh, by doing tech work, gradually progressed to where he was, uh, you know, doing the parade, doing the shows, doing all sorts of things like that. And just, uh, what did he say? It was like five to eight Eight years ago, I can't yeah. remember, they asked yeah. him finally to become an Imagineer, and he's been working on lots of different things, including Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Exactly. And we don't want to share too many details of his story, because I don't know if he does this on a routine basis, and we want if somebody 
does have that opportunity, we want you to have that great experience as well. Um, but it was interesting and it made sense. It's like, oh, why didn't we think of it? Or I think of this before, but just the, the breadth of knowledge that the Imagineers bring together when they're working on something, it's not all engineers. Mm-hmm. It's people who have experience in housekeeping if they're doing designing something that or crowd control or ticket sales, whatever. I mean, they bring a lot of impo- people together to the table to make these plans to roll something out that's going to be a wonderful experience. Right. I tried to get some information out of him on several <laughs> things. I didn't get much out of him, but we had a great time. Uh, we laughed. We cried. He had some very inspirational moments right. that he would talk about. Uh, I really, really was a, a fascinating lunch. Um, of course, all I wanted to talk about was Star Wars Galaxy's Edge <laughs> with him. Uh, luckily, I, I, I kind of got myself to curb it a little bit because I knew not everybody at the table cared about Star right. Wars and cared about Star Wars Galaxy's edge but uh it was really cool to, to talk with right. him, hear about all the different aspects of imagineering sure and in fact there was one person at the table who hadn't watched any star wars movie and her question was mm-hmm. would she still enjoy going into galaxy's edge and you know i thought he gave a great response to that of how they did design it to be a fun experience no matter how much knowledge somebody came into from the Star Wars right. universe. So, uh, really good. I highly recommend. Now, I can't promise you'll get the same Imagineer, the right. same level uh, every time they're there because they do, uh, it's a different Imagineer. I think most times you may get the same one, you may get a different one. I don't know, but if it, yours is anywhere like the one we had, I highly recommend it. I find it worth the money that it was spent on it, especially if you've done Walt Disney World a lot of times. If, you've done, if you're looking for a new experience to try, I think it's great. Or, or if like we had several young people there that are looking into careers as Imagineers, and so they, they kind of wanted to bend his ear about yes. it and how they do, and he had many, many tips for them on how should they, they should approach it if that's kind of what they want to do. Yeah, and you know, um, in researching this trip, there were a lot of reviews that were all very positive about this experience, so I'm sure if you get a different Imagineer, you're still going to have a wonderful time. And let's not forget the food was great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was at Brown Derby. We had, um, they served a four course meal to us mm-hmm. during this process of, you know, sitting with the Imagineer. Um, so it, that was, they had their delicious tomato soup, mm-hmm. their traditional cob salad. Then they had some other had three, entree choices. Three choices of entrees. Mm-hmm. There was a steak. Uh, there was the chipino, which is kind of a seafood right. stew. And there was a vegetarian dish that I'm, I'm sorry, blanking on yeah, right now. Too, but, but but it was all very good. We really enjoyed right. it. And the funny thing about it is our poor engineer barely gets chances to eat because he's know. always talking. But he even said, you know, he laughed about it. That they have a competition among the Imagineers there. Like who can eat the most food <laughs> when they're actually there. So yes. it's pretty funny. So. Anyway, uh, highly recommended if you get a chance. Uh, go for it. Try it out. Uh, we finished out, and it feels like everything we we're doing is wrapped around food because we finished up with dinner at right. uh, Monsieur Paul that night at the France Pavilion in Epcot, and that was a wonderful meal. It was, you know, it's really what you would expect from an elegant French meal. I mean, that you know, the servings are are not enormous, not, giant, not, not big, no. 
but they're really done delicately and the sauces are elegant and it really was a wonderful day. We had a great server there that uh, really kind of guided us through maybe a, you know yeah, some wine Jessica. selections. Jessica, thank you. Uh, some wine selections. Uh, we even got to talk to the chef and he, you know, he was talking about a few of the dishes and right. uh, I got some tips. I mean, actually, I got his email address so I'm going to be emailing him about a few things involving with the Disney Dishes blog as well. Right. I thought that was a really nice touch when we were asking about a particular dish and that she brought the chef out mm-hmm. to to us. I thought that was really special. Uh, we were very fortunate. We did request a seat by the window when we got that and we didn't really wait that long for it. Um, it's a wonderful atmosphere. Talk about bread service. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not your where you're ordering bread service like at the other things. It's the but the bread that they serve with yeah. their meals is awesome. It's really good. And they come around with it often. So yes. if you like bread, <laughs> you like a baguette. There was another Swiss, Swiss thing that cheese. was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, uh, they come around with it quite often, yeah. and, and you know, as much as you want. And there was some nice sauce there that was like good to mop up with some of that bread. Right yeah, for sure. Yes. So that was that. And then we went uh, Thursday. We we just. We kind of were hitting the wall at this point. So we just did Epcot for a few hours. Plus, it was a really, really stormy day. I mean, really yes. stormy. By the way, that's another funny thing about the Disney, uh, di- the uh, lunch with an Imagineer is that we're in this little side room in Brown Derby. And it's kind of shuttered off and everything. And you could hear when the major storm yes. hit because like people were scrambling and there were screams. They were screaming <laughs> like they were on a you know roller coaster ride. It was like, what is going on out there? <laughs> oh, it was crazy. There's some storm, but we got luckily got to wait that all out. But I just thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, uh, so you know there was a lot of rain that came in, so we just kind of went and checked out Epcot, walked around, checked out the so many of the uh, the country pavilions there you know through world uh, showcase there and uh, we have the dvc lounge for a little bit because my my mom had never seen that mm-hmm. so we kind of went up there and checked that out and that was kind of our day we went back napped oh uh, yeah well i was just gonna say you know just remind people that if you haven't been to epcot then take the opportunity to really watch some of the performers you know they are unique experiences and because otherwise, like when we were with your cousins, we found that we were kind of rushing through everything and mainly just looking at shops. And, you know, I don't think they were able to really get the full breadth of the experience of Epcot that makes it so unique, which is having the, the representatives from other countries there showing their artwork. Right. Definitely. And uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of that in my tip later on, some of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, take your time if you can. I mean, right. we were, we had a dinner or excuse me, a lunch reservation and a couple of other things we wanted to do. So we kind of had to uh, move through a little bit faster right. than maybe we would have liked. But uh, we'll, I'll get to that here in a little bit and how to approach that maybe a little bit better. So we finished the night and this was set up again by our good friends, Rob LeBerry and his wife, Kim. Uh, they had suggested to us, let's get together again. This was the actually the original plan to get together. The other time was something that... Impromptu. Yeah, was kind of uh, something we just kind of set up on the fly uh this time they invited us out to because they were staying out at the port orleans resort at that time um they were staying at the french quarter but this is over at the uh, riverside where and we went over to river roost there and watched yeehaw bob and oh my god that, might, that was either the highlight of the week or the second highlight of the right. week but that was amazing he is something else for sure right I think one of the things we had talked about is I had kind of walked by, walked through that resort one time before when he was performing and and I kind of saw him from a distance and saw the liveliness. And I thought when Bob, um, excuse me, when Rob had recommended this, that we, 
sure. I thought, eh, guy's really lively. That'll be fun and everything. But stay for a whole set because yeah. it is amazing. Yeah, be, get there early. Get a good table. Enjoy the whole thing. Uh, Rob and Kim, they, they, they planned it all out, and it was perfect. We had a great time. When we got there early enough, well... They got there early enough. <laughs> we unfortunately went through Disney transportation. And as you many of you know out there, and we should know better than this, Disney's transportation sometimes hit and miss. I think we just forgot about how widespread Port Orleans was because we haven't been there in a while. But it took us a little while to well, get there. Well, I mean, we were traveling from uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is the furthest away from where we were kind of heading. you know, And we had to do the leave the resort, go to a park pick up another bus to go to another resort. Right. So, um, hindsight, we should have minivaned or lifted or probably something, something else. like but, that. You know, I mean, but it worked. I mean, yeah, we it, got there. If you're, eventually. if you're not in a hurry, it, yeah. it's free transportation. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the Disney transportation, at least the bus wise, you love it. You hate it. It's a, it's kind of a, one of those common things you deal with there, but we got there just a little later than we expected, but we still had plenty of time to sit with Rob and Kim and, and, uh, their son. And we just all, sat back, had a couple adult beverages, a little food, and just enjoyed, caught up on some of the things that had been going on and just had a great time. And then the show was fantastic. We just had a blast. Yeah, yeehaw, Bob, you don't want to miss. Yeah, I would. We, I think we both highly suggest right. that. If you haven't done another thing that maybe you've never done before, uh, take a night and go check that out. And it's great for that. He's very interactive with kids, too. So yes. if you have uh, kids with you, it's, it's good for pretty much all ages. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he incorporated everybody. I mean... There were even some college-age people there, which he specifically mentioned and mm -hmm. stuff. And he was just a real impressive entertainer for sure. Right. And so. thank you, Rob and Kim, for, yeah. for suggesting that. That was awesome. Yeah, those guys are great. We love them so much. Uh, so then that was pretty much it for our Walt Disney World trip. We checked out the next day at a Kidani Village, and now we moved out to uh, out here to the Space Coast, out in the Cocoa Beach, Melbourne area. And we've just been enjoying soaking up uh, a little of the ocean warmth. Yeah, so been nice, kind of like we said, decompress and just relax before heading home. Yeah, really great trip, and we're looking forward to getting back here. It looks like we'll be getting back in December, so great Walt Disney World trip. Uh, you know, we'd if you if you have one coming up, we'd love to try and uh, give you some pointers on what we've learned from this trip, what we've learned from past trips. So feel free to hit us up at any time if you have any questions or anything we can help you with. Exactly. So let's get to our Disney stories of the week. Uh, we only went through one last week, but I'm trying. I had some more time to decompress and I had some more time <laughs> to look at some of the Disney stories. So this week I have a few more to get to, and uh, we're going to start off with one of the things I'm most excited about. I think Michelle is excited about it too. Is yeah. that Star Wars Celebration 2020 in Anaheim is coming up, and uh, the dates were announced just this week, as well as the time when the badges are going to go on sale, and it's all coming very quickly. So you're going to want to be prepared for this. So the what they announced is that the Star Wars Celebration 2020 will take place at the Anaheim Convention Center from Thursday, August 27th of 2020 through Sunday of August 30th. And badges are going on sale on June 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. So if you have any interest in this, you're going to want to log on and get ready to get those right about that time, especially. And I'm going to get through one that you definitely want to log on and get early because it will go quickly yes. okay so the four-day badges here's the price for it for four-day badges for adults it's 195 dollars they say it's 205 dollars at the door 
I'd be surprised if four-day badges are still available right. at the door. Exactly. They usually sell out, and not like first day, but they will usually sell out uh, months ahead of time. Uh, for kids 6 to 12, it's $70 uh, in advance, $80 at the door. Uh, if you just want to need a one-day badge or a couple of one-day badges, you're not going to go for the whole thing. Uh, for adults, each one-day badge is $75, $85 at the door. Those usually sell out too. It takes a while longer, but those usually sell out too, so I wouldn't rely on any of those being available at the door. Uh, kids ages 6 to 12, they're $35 in advance, $45 at the door. So not bad pricing yeah. for that. No, it's something that's good. And if you look back at just a, a couple months ago at Star Wars Celebration 2019 in Chicago and saw all the fun they had out there, yeah, uh, it looks like it's going to be a blast. And I know we're planning on going and we're going to enjoy. Now, for the one that you will, if you really want to do this, this is the one that you will have to be on in the first few minutes and get a little lucky to get. And that's the Jedi Master Package. It goes for, it's a high price. It's $900 per guest. It's not cheap. However, there's a lot of cool stuff that's included into it, including uh, first dibs at interest into any inter, in entering any of these panels that they have out there, the major panels. Mm -hmm. uh, you get into the, some of the uh, shops where they're, they're doing merchandise extra early every day. You get, uh, if, it, if they continue with what they're doing in the past, you get some keepsakes from this. You get a meet and greet with someone within the Star Wars universe. There's a lounge. There's all sorts of perks that come along with sure. it. Uh, actually, considering what the Sorcerer's Package goes for the D23 Expo, that's a pretty reasonable price. Because right, right, yeah. the Sorcerer's Package goes for like $2,500 sure. per guest. This is $900 per guest, and you get a lot of stuff. Right. And it's for four days. It's not a bad uh, deal. And so, uh, but those will really go quickly because believe me, there'll be a lot of people that are willing to spend that right. money. And uh, the perks that are involved with that are really good. So just be prepared for that if you want to do that. So interesting stuff. Yeah. And exciting. And I can't believe they're already selling, going to be selling know, the tickets. That's so We haven't crazy. even reached D23 Expo yet. We're already <laughs> got to make plans for uh, Star Wars Celebration 2020 Anaheim. Right. So. Crazy stuff. Let's move on to Disney Cruise Line now. They announced this week that the Disney Wonder will be getting some updates at the end of the Alaska season. Ooh. Yes, our favorite ship, actually, yes. the Disney Wonder, where we had our, our Val Renewal and so many great cruises aboard it. Uh, this straight from the Disney Cruise Line blog, who if you're planning a Disney cruise or you're just a Disney cruise fan, uh, you should be following the Disney Cruise Line blog. Great right. stuff there. Lots of uh, trip reports. Uh, they, they do a lot of the uh, navigators, post a lot of the navigators. Mm -hmm. Gives you an idea of what you might be coming up on for your cruise. Really great stuff. Definitely check him out. But here's what he had to say about the updates that are coming to the Disney Wonder. He said, the Disney Wonder will end her 2019 Alaska season in September and enter a two-week dry dock where the ship will undergo a number of refurbishments at a Vancouver area dry dock facility. One of the things they'll be doing is the world of the princess and the frog will come to life in new ways on the Disney Wonder this fall with the addition of an exciting New Orleans-themed family-themed lounge that will transport guests deeper into the heart of the city's iconic French Quarter. Uh, it's a perfect compliment, of course, to Tiana's place, which they uh, opened up during their last dry dock, right. which we got to experience a couple of years back and really enjoyed yes. that they refreshed that restaurant. Right. And really New venue and everything. Yes, nice. it's much better. Mm -hmm. uh, and the French Quarter will feature live music and themed activities for everyone uh, in the family. Additional details were not revealed, but the what he says is the obvious choice would, for the French Quarter Lounge would be the Promenade Lounge that runs between the atrium, or runs from the atrium and Tritons, which is in 
in the atrium uh, to Tiana's place, which is kind of at the aft of the ship. So mm. that lounge seems like the most logical spot for them to kind of change over right. the theming. So, and it makes sense that uh, they're going to do this right ahead of, well, they're going to New Orleans starting in 2020. Uh, so they're kind of already grasping on to that full New Orleans feel. Sure. And that makes sense. We are going to be sailing out of New Orleans for our Panama Canal cruise yes. in 2020, which will be a lot of Very fun cool. as well. Other things they're going to be doing, uh, the Team Club Vibe, which is reserved for teens ages 14 through 17, will be transformed into a contemporary place to hang out with friends while at sea. The space will be given a timeless feel, from what they say in the blog here. Uh, an open, bright redesign, a co- light color pattern, and industrial metalwork while offering a new coffee bar and updated virtual reality technology to add to the list of activities for teens to do during their family vacation. So that's great. I mean, you know, teams are always, when you go on a Disney cruise, where's that spot that they, you know, they're not, they can't go in the the kids' clubs. You know, they can't go into the adult lounges so much. Mm -hmm. Definitely not the adult area, the front of the ship. So this is kind of that nice balance in between the two. They're trying to really pump that up for them to let them have a good time. Yeah, and and a while back, they, you know, I think they had also started trying to get that to be um, more enticing for activities that they could be involved in. Um, you know, and I also like that they have the 1825 mm-hmm. um, also has some some design activities for that group. So it's looking like they really are being conscientious of having activities that everybody who comes there and the whole family will have a great time. Right. Trying to find something for everybody to do aboard right. Disney Cruise, which isn't hard, but no, still but, yeah. uh, good that they do that. Uh, adults will also have an updated space. They're called, uh, they can have their own, it says in the story here. Cove Cafe, after a redesign, will transform the look and feel of the cafe into a local coffee shop complete with warm, comfortable, and trendy decor. Ample seating and a relaxed atmosphere will invite guests to indulge themselves in this peaceful retreat, which is the perfect place to sip a specialty coffee or tea throughout the day or partake in wine cocktails and light bites during the evening. Just steps away, Signals Bar will also be undergoing a transformation with a similar look. So that's nice. We always like the Cove Cafe. We don't mind splurging a little bit every once in a while on a nice cup of coffee there. And uh, it seems that they're going to spruce it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I already feel that it has the coffee shop feel to it. But, you know, it, it does make sense that they're going to update some of the decor. Probably going to do some things to it because once they built the concierge lounge up above, they kind of right. took over some of that space that was kind of upstairs right. uh, for the Cove Cafe. So maybe they're doing some things to kind of expand on where they can, people have places to sit. Right, yeah, like because that. it is so, a little tight. Right, right, right. So anyway, the new enhancements will debut on September 30th, 2019 during the Disney Wonders four-night Pacific Coast repositioning cruise from Vancouver to San Diego. And if you want to be one of the first people People to experience the new refurbishments on the Disney Cruise. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some refurbishments at the cabins as well as some other things that they do mm-hmm. in that space. Cabins are still available. Not the inside cabins, but they still have, I was just checking today, they still have ocean view cabins. They still have balcony cabins. Wow. And yes, they do still have some of the family concierge if you really want to splurge on it. So uh, you do have the chance to, uh, to go on that sailing if you really want to. It's uh, actually going, you know, even though it's repositioning, you don't. it's not obviously a lot of poor. Vancouver is a wonderful mm-hmm. place to start from. It's a beautiful city, a lot to do, a lot of family activities to do. Um, and hey, San Diego. Yeah. It's awesome really, there. really nice. It's <laughs> a good place to end up. Let us know if you're coming. We'll stop by and say hi. Go, go grab a, something at Seaport Village. You know? so, um, yeah, no, it's a, we've been the opposite way. Well, actually, we've been on a different cruise line doing the repositioning uh, going south from Vancouver, and that was fun. We've right. also been 
on a repositioning going north from San Diego to Vancouver. Right, we were they're, on they're the wonder. Right, from, yes, and yeah. we were on the wonder, and that was actually our Val Renewal credit. Right, exactly. So, a lot of fun. Let's move on, and we'll go back to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, if you like a little miniature golf in your <laughs> schedule at the Walt Disney World Resort, well, now... There's a great way to get that more involved and plan ahead. You can actually now schedule it in advance. That's right. This from touringplans.com. Guests now have the ability to book a tee time in advance at either of Walt Disney World's miniature golf courses. Both Disney's Fantasia Gardens and Disney's Winter Summerland are allowing guests to schedule their playtime by calling 407-WW-PLAY. Uh, really kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, idea. yeah. Do this in advance, right? And that way, you know, you're you're not waiting around. It it can optimize your time. Yeah. So cool. Exactly. And you can kind of put it on your plan of like, okay, this is what we're going to do on Wednesday. We're right. Going to go on, we already have a tea time booked out exactly. there. And we're going to have some fun. So that's great. Uh, similar to a dining experience, these tea times will include the standard booking guidelines, which means the guests who don't show up will have to pay a $10 fee. So there's have that known if you're right. if you're going to book this in advance and you don't cancel in advance you will be charged for it but uh, both complexes if you don't know they have uh, two 18 hole mini golf courses a piece uh, if you don't book in advance don't worry about it you can still show up and uh, do a walk up that day so you, you, you don't need to it's not a must do to book it in advance but it just kind of might help you uh, plan your schedule for your Walt Disney World uh, trip right especially if you're trying to do that and be available in time for another kind of like a dinner reservation or right. something like that so it gives you a little bit more ability to make sure that you're going to get both activities in. Right. It's actually something we've always wanted. We have not played miniature golf out there, but we always, you know, drive by there, whether it's on our own, whether it's on Disney transportation and we see the, the miniature courses and we're like, you know, we need to do that at some point. I December. Think we, yeah. Maybe <laughs> in December, uh, we will plan that out, especially if we can book it ahead of time. So it kind of lock us into doing it. So that's a lot of fun. Let's go across the country now to the Disneyland resort. And, uh, some news this week, Anaheim approved permits for Disney's California Adventure Park's upcoming Marvel themed land. Yay. Yay! This coming from latimes.com. The city of Anaheim has approved a handful of building permits for projects such as a bathroom overhaul, <laughs> a retail outlet, a microbrewery, a character meet and greet area, plus improvements to behind the scenes buildings. So a lot of the stuff we kind of heard is rumors out there. Right. These permits are kind of showing, yes, this is what we're going to look at. Uh, the construction permits assess the value of the work so far, so far, at more than $14 million. So not a bad amount of money, not quite the billion dollars that went into Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge, but still uh, some uh, a lot of money being thrown at it there. Uh, one of the permits actually uh, approved on Wednesday allows for a 2,071 square foot merchandise outlet with three attached canopies. That is like almost twice the size of our condo. Wow. That, we live in, you know? <laughs> that is going to be a big Marvel yes. shop. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, more details about the land are expected to be released at the D23 Expo, which is scheduled, of course, from August 23rd to August 25th at the Anaheim Convention Center. And we will be there for that. And we're looking forward to hearing many more of the details of the Marvel theme land coming to Disney California Adventure Park. Yeah, that's super exciting. And uh, yeah, our Imagineer hadn't been really working with this, so he really didn't have a lot of information on that one. Um, although, interestingly, he was working on Galaxy's Edge over right. on the West Coast. I'm going to tell you one little thing that's a teaser that I don't know if it's anything accurate, but I did kind of bug him about 
when Rise of the Resistance might be opening at Walt Disney World Resort. Right. And I loved his answer. Yes. He said that when we originally announced we would be opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it was going to be in fall of 2019. Fall ends on... December 21st, I believe, was the date. Look on your calendar. Fall ends on December 21st. He said, we're working hard to be sure it's done by that date. Yeah. So that might, if you're planning a trip, that might be kind of a hint of when the the second attraction might be opening at the Walt Disney World Resort for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, for Disneyland Resort, they said, now he didn't mention this at all because he's working, I mean, they worked hand in hand with the Disneyland Resort. Right. But he didn't mention anything about the Disneyland Resort, but they said that it'd be open summer of 2019. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I think if you look at the last day of summer, you can probably assume when that... Rise of the Resistance will be open by that point. Right, exactly. And, you know, like what he was really describing is that, you know, those were the announced opening dates. They were able to open the majority of the land prior to that, which they took that opportunity. And by the way, the other thing he said is that, you know, if you like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, if you like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, you don't even know. He says (laughs) Rise of the Resistance is insane and it's going to blow your socks off. So just be prepared for that. So very excited for that. And I can't wait for that to open up. And uh, that's good stuff. By the way, a couple other things that happened this week. One, we've got Toy Story 4 coming up soon. We're very excited for that. And it's last I checked, there were 90 reviews for it on Rotten Tomatoes and it was 100%. That's insane. I don't know how they, you keep thinking at some point, this Toy Story franchise is going to, you know, not that they're not going to be good, but maybe they'll go, oh, okay, this was just pretty good. Right. No, they just knock it. It seems like they knock it out of the park every single time they do it. We're so excited excited to go see it coming up this week. Yeah, I mean, in the little bits and pieces that come out, uh, you know, like with the newer trailers that came out and, you know, uh, some of the merchandising that we're seeing, it's really exciting. Right. It's, it looks adorable. Really cool. Yeah. And the other thing was that the Frozen the, the Frozen 2 trailer dropped this week and I'm all in now. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I can't wait. Frozen 2, I'm excited. It looks great. I'm excited about it. Does it does look exciting. looks a little intense. It looks a little intense. A little, yeah. yeah. They're not just singing and dancing their no. way through, <laughs> through Arendelle they this time. They look like they're going to really face some uh, evils. Yes, there's some stuff going on there. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. And uh, I'm convinced the seasons play a part in that storyline. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, right. looking forward to it. Okay. That wraps up our Disney stories of the week. But we never wrap up the show without giving you some sort of vacation tip. Some sort of tip that might help you. Like we were just at the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, any of the parks. If you're going on Disney Cruise Line, if you're a run Disney, whatever you may do, we, we, whatever you may be doing, we try and do something that will help you for your next vacation. We always start with Michelle. One, because she's beautiful. She does all our <laughs> trip planning and she does a masterful job of oh, it. Oh, you're so sweet. But she's just always great, <laughs> wonderful, sweet. She has the best laugh. By the oh. way, uh, the Jungle Crew should hire her to sit next to the skippers every time because uh, she just makes the, every single trip just so much better. But she also always just has the best tip. So let's get to it. Oh, let's man. get to the best tip and let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. Okay, I hope I can deliver here. Um, so my tip is more philosophical than an actual Ooh, tip. I know, it's deep. It's it's deep. deep. And it's mainly, um, you know, especially because we were there with family who, you know, some of them had not been ever before to the Walt Disney World Resort. Some had been when they were much younger. Um, 
But we, and we also understand and appreciate that sometimes people can't get out to Walt Disney World resorts as often as they would like. I mean, we're very lucky that we do get to go. We are blessed. Yeah, we are blessed. And we realize that. And we don't take it for granted in that regards. But if you don't have an opportunity to go out, you know, we've been talking about some of the things to make the most of your trip, you know, whether it's really immerse yourself into what experiences you can have there, you know, plan some downtime so it's not so overwhelming that you're not really appreciating it anymore. But the other one, my kind of my main tip about this is to, especially if you're with kids, is to have some backup plans if their favorite attractions aren't going to be open or are shut down, whether it's due to, you know, weather or mechanical issues, so that it doesn't become like that's the disappointment. I mean, you're at an amazing place that has so many wonderful things. And it is great to have your must do list and to plan for that and, you know, get fast passes, etc. But to try to have that a backup plan if that doesn't work out for you, or to understand that there are other wonderful things and that you don't want to ruin your vacation or your day because something didn't quite work out the way you would hope for. And so it's just having that mindset that there are some things that are sometimes beyond, you know, whether you're talking the company's control or, or whatever, and something may not be available to you, but you can still have a fantastic mm-hmm. experience at the Walt Disney World Resort and at Disneyland Resort as well. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great tip, uh, as mich- always, Michelle's <laughs> tips are the best tips. Uh, you know, it's interesting, and it also ties back into, again, the Imagineer that we talked with, and he talked about, you know, some of their attractions out there, and sometimes there's something a little not working correctly on right. it, or, you know, uh, you know, Yeti. Yeah. Uh, you know, some <laughs> of the things that are not quite going. And the question is, okay, do we just shut down the attraction completely, or do we give it the B show? You know, so there's the A show, when everything's working, everything's perfect. Right. You know, if there's a couple of things that aren't are glitched on it, you know, he was talking about parades, if maybe uh, one of their dancers calls in sick. Do we, you know, cancel that whole section of the parade plus the float that goes with it or whatever? Or do we just kind of cut back to two couples or, right. or, or four dan- or three dancing couples or whatever? No, it's still trying to find the best way to get through it. And that's kind of the way what you have to approach going to the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort. Right. Not everything is going to go perfectly and there's going to be attractions that close uh, occasionally because of, you know, like we ran into lightning storms this yes. week and some things also had to change. Have a B plan of what you can do just in case that happens, right, you know. Right. And yes, I obviously we want everything to go ideally and sometimes it does, but it's it's frequent that it doesn't. So don't let it ruin your vacation. Exactly. So that was Michelle's tip. Perfect tip. And <laughs> Thank I like you, that honey. a lot. <laughs> Michelle's tips, always the best tip. Mm. And you know, I'll tell you why also that she has the best tips because she also already alluded to my tip. And I'm in part of her <laughs> tip. Yeah. Uh, so my tip is actually uh, talking about like if you're going to the Walt Disney World Resort, we all know that the parks are great. There's so much to do. We went through a lot of it here when we were talking about it on our recap. One of the things you should also plan to do when you're going out there is find a day, maybe two, depending on how long your trip is, to kind of just have a day to have some downtime and relax right. and not, I mean, there's there's some of you out there that can go five, seven, whatever days and you're there at rope drop and you're there to fireworks. You know, if you can do that, more Yay. credit to you. 
Good for you. And you can enjoy your trip. Uh, you guys are awesome. I can't do that personally. Now, I, I, I also, I, and I just think that that's just a, me personally, not the best way to do it. I'm not saying you can't do that a couple of days of your trip. Maybe you need the bulk of your trip. But every once in a while, like take a step back. Let your family enjoy a day when you're just going to like the pool or, you know, we just discussed miniature golf, right. Go miniature golfing, check out the restaurants, check out the spa, you know, just find a day to kind of decompress, maybe not hit the parks, do some resort hopping, find, try that restaurant right. you haven't tried before and just kind of take a day and step back. Even if it's just a half day, go to the park for a half day and take a half day to kind of relax by the pool and enjoy and just kind of recharge the batteries a little bit because I really, I think it really will make your trip, especially as the days wear on, get that much easier on you to, you know, and really appreciate because the more you go, if you're going from rope drop to fireworks and you, you know, by the fifth, sixth, seventh day, you're pretty tired. (laughs) Tempers can run a little thin. You can get a little antsy. It can't, you know, sometimes it just won't be as fun on those last few days. Now, again, if you can do that, I appreciate you. You're yes, awesome. Yes. Uh, I just find that you might have a better day to just kind of just take a day and just enjoy so much. There is so much at the Walt Disney World Resort that if right. you just go to the parks, you don't get to experience. We talked about a few of those things with Yeehaw Bob and some of the other stuff. Right. Uh, check out and see what else is out there. Yeah. Even in some of our past episodes, we've talked about how to do, you know, some ways that you can spend an entire day without going into the parks. And, you know, maybe we'll bring that up again mm-hmm. as well. But there are there are a lot of things to do. Um, when we talked about the cabins, there's, you know, archery, there's horseback riding you can you know rent uh watercrafts i mean there's there's, fishing there's so much there's... so so much we're not gonna be able to list them all but yeah. um you know sometimes just having that little break can actually help you appreciate the next park that you're going into for, right yeah so. just it's just kind of nice and i think for the most part your family will enjoy it. I mean, even if like say like you have something planned like you're going to go to fireworks at one of the, one of the spec- nighttime spectaculars and, you know take the day and relax and maybe enter the park a little later you know and then and go there for the evening just for a short time or whatever but you know you know what's right for you i'm not going to ever tell you what you feel you should do with your vacation just kind of some pointers out there again it's a tip on i think how many people might enjoy their trips just a little bit more if they're going out to the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. And we even heard that last episode when we were talking to your cousin that, you know, they said, yeah, maybe having a middle day of not going into any of the parks would have made it, you know, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Or a little more enjoyable, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. So so good (laughs) a tip that she had a tip that was leading into my tip. So that's how good she is. So... Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. This wraps up the show. Uh, next week, we're going to be continuing our Star Wars Remembered series. Yes, with our good friend Rob LeBerry, who we spent some Yay. really good quality time with this week. Of course, he's from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. We're going to be looking back at Solo, a Star Wars story. So Yay. if you haven't seen it at this point, well, it's been out for over a year. Hopefully you've seen it. It's a pretty good movie. Give it a shot. Uh, but uh, we will, So we will have spoilers, obviously, in that, but we will warn you just ahead of time to be sure. But um, we are also going back, and we again talked about being blessed earlier. We're going back for our second journey to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort. So we'll kind of 
uh, touch on that a little bit and anything new we've seen out there and uh, some new experiences maybe we get from the second visit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. It'll be fun because it does seem like they're very much listening to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. Yeah. That- my tip from the week before for <laughs> Oga's Cantina went out the door in like two days, by the way, which is hilarious. Well, it, it was, and we saw that when we were coming out. Some some people were being stopped and asked for, you know, mm-hmm. opinions and some people got emails to send in some opinions. So it's wonderful that they were not only eliciting the that feedback but they're reacting on it pretty quickly so right good on them yep good on them get on on them for sure uh we'll also try and squeeze somewhere in there a quick review of toy story 4 we're going to go see that on thursday i'm going to write up a review for the website on friday morning and then we'll do a both a well, well, it'll be a quick review. I don't know how many if we're going to do spoiler-free, spoiler-full, or if we just do spoiler-free and just do a short review of it, but uh, and maybe break more into it the next week or whatever. But uh, we will somewhere within there hit Toy Story 4 as well. Yeah, and hopefully by then you'll be done crying. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. I, Toy Story 3 alone, I mean, the oh laughing and crying at the same time. Yes. Was, uh, uh, I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that, uh, you know, even the actors have said Toy Story 4 will wreck you. So I'm prepared to be wrecked. Right. Absolutely right. wrecked. So uh, that should be fun and tear jerking all at the same time, yes. which is kind of the way I like my life. <laughs> all right. I guess we're just babbling now. Yeah, It's, it's been a fun week. So yeah. We're just babbling now as opposed to most of the podcast. We're just babbling now. Uh, let's wrap it up. Follow us on social media, please. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, if you ever want to contact us like uh, Mr. Jim Meeker did earlier, uh, you can uh, email us on Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you. Give us some of your feedback. And I, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Please tell a friend. Right. We really appreciate that. Please do. And we uh, appreciate the reviews that you give us. But yes, telling yes. a friend is the best way for people to find out about us. Uh, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts, pretty much. The best place to find us is at our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're also on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. If there's a podcast server that we aren't on, please let us know. We'd like to get on there as well. Exactly. So thanks for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.